0: Whoa, what up world. It's your boy Lil Jimmy Now nah, from the block. You know how we doing it today, man, on this January, mid January eighteenth of twenty nineteen, is the weekend before the uh, the the NFL division championship games, which you know my favorite team there is truly the New Orleans Saints are hosting the I was say St. Louis Rams, Los Angeles Rams out here in New Orleans at the Superdome. Uh, and on the other side, you got the New England Patriots going to the number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, uh, two good games on tap. And we will talk about it on today's show. As you know, man, you heard it, man, hitting the Sean Payton. I promise you, we're going to continue to hit that all weekend long. But, uh, you know, as always, I can't never do this thing by myself. So, you know, i got to bring in my co-hosts. Uh, the one that I hate the most, the co host. <laughs> man, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Yo, yo, yo. Who that be like? What's that with you, little Jimmy? Jimmy oh, should have left you on the block, man. You see that, huh? You see that world? That is yours truly, Titan fan number one, <laughs> Mike Lowry. I hate him. He hates the same, you know, the I hate all going around in this love, man. How you doing on this Friday evening, man? Oh, man, I can't call it, man. Anybody sit here and watch some of these games tonight, you know what I'm saying? What you getting into tonight, man? No, nothing, man. Just trying to get this on and popping on this show, man. Trying to let the world know what's going on around this sports world, man. So, uh, yeah, let us start it off at the top. As we said before, we got two of the – Championship games, uh, conference championship, I said it earlier. I said divisional. conference championship games, the NFC and the AFC. We know Mike Lowry has a lot of hate for the Saints, but uh, we will see how his insight fits on both these 13-3 and three teams, the Los Angeles Rams at the New Orleans Saints this weekend. Uh, Mike Lowry, Saints the favor by three. You think that means something? How you feel about that running game for the, the Rams and the number one rushing defense of the Saints? How do you feel? Well, I feel that this game is not going to be decided by the, whether or not the Saints can stop the Rams' rushing game. It's going to be determined by whether or not they can even slow down the Rams' passing game. And I don't think that defense is, is going to be capable of doing it. Uh, if you if you have not been noticing it outside of Saints' fans, your offense has been struggling for the last few weeks. And I look for that to continue again this week. The only difference is you have an offense that's going to put up points no matter how good your defense plays. So uh, I think, and I'm not saying I think, I have the Rams coming in the Dome, punching their ticket to the Super Bowl this season. You know what I'm okay, saying? we have the Philadelphia Eagles right coming in the Dome last week and winning, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, now correct me if I'm okay. wrong. Philadelphia I'm Eagles you did you everything that. I said they was going to do except finish the game. I know. So, you know, regardless of what you said is going to happen during the they game, it's about the outcome. They do and the outcome of the game, Mr. Lowry, was that they lost and you were wrong. So you're right. But uh, I'm going to let the world know something. On August the 30th, you know, the last, the fourth preseason game that we had, we beat the Rams 28 nothing, And on November 4th, them coming to the Dome full fledged, you know, the Saints wind up winning their seventh game in a row, beating about 10 points in the Dome. And now, as we see on Sunday, January 28th, the Saints are going to beat them again. I give my prediction the Saints are going to beat them by four points up in the dome. But, uh, but Mike Lowe is correct. I do give it to him. Ever since the Saints lost to the Dallas Cowboys, the offense hasn't necessarily, necessarily been the same, beating uh, to Tampa Bay by 14, scoring 28, beating Carolina by three, scoring 12, uh, barely, and I do that being a Saints fan, beating Pittsburgh 31-28. to 28. Losing to Carolina last game, scoring 14. And we only scored 14 versus Philadelphia. But I do believe these two offenses are going to still show up to show out. And, you know, once again, Sean Payton and Drew Brees is the only uh, tandem to ever start 6-0 and at a home during the playoffs. I believe it's going to go to 7-0. I believe the Saints are going to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl this Sunday and uh, face who, Mike Lowry, who you believe is going to win with the New England Patriots, which everybody, a.k.a. Tom Brady and maybe the world, Believes that they're underdogs and they won't win versus Kansas City. In that warming up Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City favored by three. Who you got? All right. So uh, for those of you who don't know, the Patriots this season have been unbeatable at home. They are a total of nine and zero this season at home in Foxborough. But guess what? They got to go to Kansas City. Yes, yeah, the playoffs. Yes, yeah, Brady. But. It's not a Brady team; they're a running team this year. And uh, even with that being said, it's going to be a change in regard in the AFC as well. This is going to be Patrick Mahomes coming out party. This is going to solidify his his spot as the MVP of the NFL this season, and he's going to put on a show against that Patriots defense. And I got the I got the Chiefs winning. They're going to put up. They're going to put up. 38 points on that on that Patriots defense. I got the I got the Chiefs winning 38 24. That defense shows up at home, kind of like the Saints with the home field advantage with the crowd noise. Arrowhead is one of the loudest stadiums in the, in, the, in the country, and uh, those fans are going to show up. They're going to get drunk. They're going to make noise, and that defense is going to show up. They're not going to stop them completely, but they're going to make enough plays to win the game. And I got the Chiefs winning comfortably by by ten points. Wow! Oh, as the crowd, the crowd. Uh... Actually, on your side this time, Mr. Lowry. But, uh, you know, last year, I hate to say it, the Tennessee Titans went in there and beat our, uh, Kansas City Chiefs in our head. But it's not, it's not the Father's Chiefs no more. This is Patrick Mahomes-led team. And as we did with the Saints and Rams, this is a rematch of a game that they both played each other in this year. Uh, Sunday, October 14th, was those two teams went against each other at New England, as Mike Lowry stated. Uh, New England won that game by three, forty to 43. I don't believe they're going to score 83 points again this game, but I do believe what Michael Lowry says. I, I really thought that the coaches were going there and pushing the boys in the mouth. But, uh, you know, as a good boxer, you need to have your stands up, and the coach didn't. They wound up getting whooped last week, 31-13. Andrew Luck didn't have no more magic, but uh, I think Patrick Mahomes, man, is going to punch his ticket until the, to the Super Bowl. I think he's going to be able to face the Saints. I think it's going to be a good game. So, you know, little Jimmy, as you heard it first, we got Saints and Chiefs, both home teams, and Mike Lowry, the guy who's never right, but uh, he has the Rams and Chiefs. <laughs> another, if that team go, those two teams go per Mike Lowry, that'll be another rematch. And if that happens, I promise you all the bookies are going to throw that game on the over on 100 points over because they played each other in the regular season, 51-54 to 54 on a Monday night game. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people in fantasy was really pissed off about. But, uh, yeah, man, moving on. That's the NFL. Uh, one quick question for you, Mike Lowry. Throughout the Cowboys game, Cowboys lost, you know, they lost to the Rams last week. But uh, as you saw, T.O., uh, he came out and said, Jason Garrett should be fired. And that that's the reason why they're losing their games. How you feel about that? You think he's right? You want to make another statement about what he said? Explain your point. All right. So, shout out to T.O. number one. That's one of my favorite receivers of all time. But uh, his great with Jason Garrett is completely personal. Stems back to his time in Dallas. The early Tony Romo-Jason Whitten days. So as far as uh his his point on Jason Garrett should be fired, I'm not gonna totally agree with TO but I will I will go as far as to say they would they definitely need a, a new offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett needs okay. to take his hand hey, off good. that not offense. To cut you off, but as you know, Scott Lanahan did get fired today for the uh cowboys. The offensive coordinator well, Scott Lanahan he, did get fired. That's that's Jason Garrett making the play to save his job then because at the end of the day, the problem with the with the with the Cowboys in that game was definitely the play calling. So uh, that that was the move they needed to make. I'm glad they made it. Now I see how how they're gonna fill that void. So uh, another question I have for you. Not exactly sure the time frame about when it happened. I believe it was after the Tennessee game, maybe a, a game or two after that for the Cowboys. But they went and picked up a Maya Cooper. I was a Maya Cooper holder in the beginning. He flourished. Amaya Cooper with ham, turkey, and bacon. Do you believe that the Cowboys, because it's, it's like a seesaw with them in my eyes, it's either one, one, one run, or pass, pass, pass. Do you believe that they did not have a good enough balance in their offense for the remaining of the, the, the season? And I say that because you beat the Saints, you only score 13. You go to Philly, score 29, okay. But you go to Indianapolis the next week and don't put up anything. You try to run a ball, it doesn't work. Tampa Bay 27. The Giants, you know, that famous shootout that they had versus the Giants which Ezekiel Elliott didn't play, and I don't believe Amari Cooper did either, going to the playoffs, going 24 to 22 versus Seattle, which I personally believe Seattle would have won with one more quarter. But then you go to put up 22, and Dak and Zeke really did not do anything. So my question to you is, Michael, do you believe that they did not have the balance that they needed to have necessarily to win the game? Uh, no. What, what what I think happened to the offense was when you insert a piece like Amari Cooper into an offense, that that takes time to gel especially when you were offense that we used to doing everything one way, Ezekiel, 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 and then everything else had to come off of that. But when you have a guy that can be the guy that takes adjustments and changes on the offense, hence why I say they need a new offensive coordinator. Because when you insert a piece like Amari Cooper into an offense that has a running game that strong, there's no way Amari Cooper should not shine in an offense every week. And he didn't, which is why they needed a new offensive coordinator. But, I don't think it was so much of a struggle. Some some of it is Dak inconsistent as a passer, and some of it was just play calling, not not fully utilizing the new tool that they got. So I think next season, look for Mike Cooper to be one of the top five receivers if everything stays the same. Wow! Hey, that. That, that's that's Mike Lowry tipping his hand for all y'all fantasy football players that play with them in the league, myself included. Watch out. He might go reach for him. But uh, I do agree with him, man. Uh, Maya Cooper has done a lot. When he came in, he flourished. I think a part of it, too, is that, you know, Dak has, and I do believe that, you know, he showed his hand. Yes, you know, we have certain receivers around the league, Antonio Brown, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. But at the end of the day, when you have a good quarterback, you need to be able to spread the ball. And I don't believe that Dak has done that as you saw, I forgot the guy's name, the one versus the Giants the last game of the season, he's the one that flourished. He had like eight catches for 200-something yards because Amaya Cooper's not playing. But at the end of the other days, he's the killing Amaya Cooper with passes. It's like, so when do you go pass the ball around to be able to spread it out for the offense? But, you know, that's one, one if not many, of the problems that they have out there in Dallas. But, uh, hey, man, uh, we shall see what happens. But uh, coming up next, man, look, let's listen, stay, stay in tune, shout out to Spotify, we're coming back with a uh, NBA man. You got a lot of things to talk about in the NBA, you know, with the struggles of the O K C Thunder, you got the Lakers, with the young guys trying to hold it down for LeBron till he gets back. But uh as you know man, we gotta hit the show on Payton, just for my boy Mike Lau. We'll be right back. Yeah, as you know, man, we always got to hit the Sean Payton, bro, because that's what we're going to be doing in the Superdome on Sunday, man, but it's all good, though. It's your boy, Lil' Jimmy, not from the block, as you already know. we back here on this Sports Talk with Friends Sports Chatter Show, man. we back at it, man. Me, my co-host, Mike Lowry, holding it down, uh, especially with this little chopper underneath the, uh, a tub of water. we holding it down hard, bro. We're not letting him up. You know how it is, but uh, now we back. We uh, are going into this NBA segment, man. I'm a big Rockets fan, everybody knows that James Harden's an unbelievable streak of points, 50 Ooh, points, forty, fifty, sixty points. As you hear the hate going on right there, but uh, I'm gonna switch gears, man. He's still doing his thing out there in Houston. Hopefully, brings a championship. But a team who has won a championship multiple over the last few years, the Golden State Warriors, they're welcoming back a big piece into their lineup. So not necessarily a big piece, but a new piece, it's a new chess piece. To make things me believe it's unfair because the Golden State Warriors have been winning without a big man. And this is one, if not the top, one of the top big men in the league, Mr. Boogie Cousin himself. Wash the boogers in your nose. But, uh, Mike Lowry, I know this is your team, but let's get that unbiased opinion. How you feel about the return of Boogie coming back? Two things. One, he didn't want to come back versus the Pelicans. Uh, today is Friday, Wednesday. And he's coming back tonight versus the Clippers on the road seven and a half point favorites for the Golden State Warriors out there in uh Los Angeles. How you feel about that? And um, see, all right, this this is a touchy subject for me personally because this is the reason why I'm not a big f- basketball fan at the moment as it is. Cause these niggas don't want to compete no more. Everybody won't be friends. Everybody won't go join the best team. Nobody wanna be the best. With that being said, I am actually really, really curious to see how him and Draymond Green are going to coexist because you have the two most fiery NBA players in the game. Firecracker. The You're right. You're right. What, Firecracker. What, what, I want to see what's going to happen when, when, you know, Draymond can send himself the defensive leader, a team leader. What's going to happen with Boogie misses assignment and Draymond bring that fire yet? Boogie? How are he going to respond and how are he going to take that? I'm really curious about that. So, uh, I'm actually going to stay up and tune in and watch this game tonight to see how things play out between those guys, how, how they interact. Basically, with this all-star team starting five that they're putting on the court, how are you going to keep all those guys happy? Because the Warriors in the past, it was always it was just Clay and, and stuff, getting all the shots, everybody else getting their other backboard. Then Durant came in, so it became Stephen Durant, and Clay was kind of the third wheel unless he got hot. So now how are you going to keep Boardwell. all four <laughs> of those guys happy at the same time this is not an all-star game. The only way that happens you guys got to go out there and put up 130 every night, and that's that's basically impossible. You, you it's, it's, Everybody's human. You're going to have a cold shoot night. So I want to see how they're going to coexist with all five of those guys on the court. And you know what? The world knows that uh, me and Mike Lowry participate in the same three-on-three basketball team. You know, we shout out to D's That's hot meat going across the world taking over. But uh, one thing I always admire about Mike Lowry, the hate is still real, though, but he always takes – once you get into to them, them lines, all bets off. I've been on his team. I've been on the team against him. And although we boys, we fish, I'll fish him. We on the Sports Shadow Show doing our thing. It's ball. It's business. It's like when you were clocking for your job. It's nothing but focus. And I give – that's one person that I can necessarily always admire that about him. I don't believe that Draymond and Boogie has that in there. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant and, and Draymond Green already had a spat this year. And you call out of everybody – Boogie Cousins to be the mediator. Everybody saw that happen. They had a. Uh, yes, they still are unstoppable, don't get me wrong, but they still had their problems. So they're fussing at each other. Draymond, Draymond's fussing at Kevin Durant. You know, Draymond gets suspended. You have Boogie's talking about being a mediator, but no Stephen Clay's been talked about this whole time. They're not the ones that are going to get into this mix. So to back up Mike Lowry's point, the Rockets played the Warriors about two weeks back, and they came back. If Boogie's there and he misses an assignment, you see Draymond Green still had a hot hand. Although they still they lost by a last second shot by James Harden. But like Mike Lock said, if you miss a bigger assignment in the playoffs, in the conference finals, in the finals, because you as you remember, Boogie has not been in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's not forget that Boogie was supposed to make the playoffs last year with with a uh, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, but he didn't. So now, how is this stuff is going to happen? As I saw with with the Miami Heat, and along with the Houston Rockets, I'm not saying that they have the all-star, all-stars star all like Miami did or Golden State did. The coaching, you take a certain player out and allow that one player, although they got a good starting five, you let another player quarter in this quarter, stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see how Steve Kerr does it. But do you believe, Mike Lowry, how, uh, that Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and Boogie are going to be able to coexist enough for them to win a championship this year? Well, here's, here's what I believe. All right, the Marcus cousin came there for a reason. He, he he clearly only wants a ring. That's the only reason you make that move and take less money. Take, so, take
1: that less of money. Add that in there. Take that less
0: amount of money. I, I, I think the fact that he had he took that that the pay cut and there's a clearly a one year deal just to say I got a ring. I think that eventually. Probably closer to the playoffs, he's going to learn how to put his pride aside for the greater good, but I don't think it's going to be all smooth sailing starting out, you know what I'm saying, trying to inter- interact him into that offense because the Warriors have never had a true center. They've never had anybody that can throw the ball down. To the that's true, get that's what my was. I was, always, I was always looking at that, being that they never had a true center that they won without. Now you have a true center. What are they all going to do to win with a true center? I don't forget he's six eleven, two seventy. 270. Like, this – but the crazy part about it, he wants to take threes. He's a big man, low banging. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah, I mean, like I say, we just got to wait and see with that, man. It's, it's, it's real interesting to see how that piece is going to fit with that puzzle. And, and I, I want to know how Steve Curry, that's supposed to be puzzle master, is going to put those pieces together and make it work. Uh, it's interesting to see, man. Well, as the Warriors go on, Right now, beating the Nuggets and the uh, Pelicans lately, they're number one in the West right now, 31 and 14. Denver is number two, 30 and 14. Followed by OKC, Portland, Houston, San Antonio, Clippers, and the Lakers to finish out the top eight. But let's start to the three seed, the OKC Thunder. Oklahoma City, as I said, they are right now at 26 and 18. But listen to this, Mike Lowry, in their last 10 games, they are 4 and 6. They haven't been doing nothing very well lately as they lost they lost to the Lakers at home last night. They lost at Atlanta on Tuesday, followed by before then it was they took a home victory a home and home victory for San Antonio, which they beat them by ten, but lost in double overtime where well, you remember Lamarcus Aldridge scored a fifty point this month of January right now they're three and five losing to the Lakers twice at Portland I'm sorry uh splitting the Lakers winning at Portland, losing at home with Washington, Minnesota, beating the Spurs, and losing to Atlanta, man. Russell Westbrook, the, the, the MVP of the two years ago, not the MVP this year, he's not shooting very well right now. Paul George, actually, in my opinion, if I'm not mistaken, he's leading that team. But everybody's believing that, you know, he's number uh Russell Westbrook's number one, and I understand that. I'm not saying that he's not because, you know, he is – averaging almost a triple-double again this year, but he's not shooting very well. So how do you feel about the OKC Thunder? Do you think that they could overcome Russell Westbrook's woes and possibly make a deep run in the playoffs? Uh, all I'm going to say is this. You know, you know, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan, and you know that. Uh, and that's why I told you guys, uh, I believe it was Monday night, you, you weren't on the show. But that's why when they asked me who my MVP was, and I told him Paul George. And uh, it's because if you watch Paul George, he's been carrying that team throughout Russell Westbrook struggling. Even when Russell's playing good, Paul George still has been having a solid season offensively and defensively. Uh, I think OKC definitely will bounce back. You cannot keep a player like Russell Westbrook down. Yes, he's not shooting the ball well at the moment, but uh, like Kobe Bryant would say, the only way to get out of the shooting slump is keep shooting. And they ain't going to go in if you ain't shooting it. So, uh, Russell Westbrook definitely will bound back. It's a small slump. Uh, All-Star break is coming up. It, it, I think it's a little more fatigue than anything. But even despite him his lack of shooting, he's still almost averaging triple double. Uh, once he starts shooting the ball the way he should, he's supposed to shoot the ball, OKC still will be a top uh, a top three contender in the West this season. Let me tell you the, the piggyback off of what Mike Lowry said. This this guy is averaging well. Let's start that Paul George Paul George is averaging 26 eight rebounds, four assists. But we have Russell Westbrook, who's still averaging 22, 22 points, 21.8, with 10.6 rebounds and 10.7 assists, man. Like, he is a walking triple-double right now. He's only giving up uh, his assist-to-turnover ratio is only uh 2.3. But to my point, he's shooting uh 41% from the field this year, and he's only shooting 24% behind a three-point line. Man, stop shooting that thing. But as you know, you only make <laughs> – you make – uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take, and I seen last night. It just seemed like he's unfocused. You know, if you remember Russell Westbrook, he's running up the court. You know, he's dunking, he's running fast. I think two things: either he's hurt, or I think he's slowly taking a backseat to Paul George. But uh, as, as Mike Lowry said, he said he believes he's going, they're going to uh, bounce back. I mean, don't forget, mm-hmm. even with that though, even if he is slowly taking the backseat. Uh, he has other players on his team that has been stepping up and playing better ball this year as well. Uh, Terry oh, Ferguson has been playing better got, ball. we've got uh, uh, Steven, Steven Adams,
1: Adams with 15.4. Dennis 15. And with 15.3. And, and
0: yeah, Jeremy Grant five people, having double figures. Five people. Yeah, so he, he definitely has to step back, but he also has to be more efficient shooting the ball. So, but we all know the OKC Thunder is only going to go as far as he carries. So uh, he's exactly. he definitely going to break out of this year. So. At it right now, we have OKC, but they're only, they're only four games back of Denver, you know, and that's by the loss column. They're four games back in the winning column, four games back in the loss column. But Denver, I don't believe Denver can sustain that. They beat Golden State two days ago. Yes, I say Denver go do it. But that's what Houston did last year. Houston, number one seed running throughout the, the whole regular season. They're beating Golden State. They're beating the better teams to stay up top. Denver can't do it. I believe OKC is going to catch them because the mid, the, uh, the Northwest Division is not as it's kind of stacked but it's not as good as you think minnesota utah portland okc and denver but as we go right now okc is to play san antonio in the first round which would be a good series but the, as we always talk about this year the west is stacked they no will tell her what's going to happen in the west as mike Lowry said he believes that uh, okc is going to bounce back I, I could take that too but uh the team that okc lost to last night as we spoke about okc lost to the lakers man Oh, oh my God. As we know, I'm a betting guy. And I put money on OKC. Okay. They went to overtime and still lost by 10. But the guy that we need to talk about is Kyle Kuzma, man. He's balling. I know Mike Lowry's a big fan yeah. of Brandon Ingram. One of nine, 0 for 2 from the three-point line with only eight points. But Kyle Kuzma, man, 20 shots. 20 shots, man. He's uh, 7 from 12 behind three-point line, eight rebounds, four assists, 32 points, man. Kyle Kuzma's carrying the Lakers. Wow. LeBron is out do you believe the Lakers can sustain this type of run without LeBron, Mike Lowry? And, you know, before you speak, they're actually four and five in the month of January with a big game tomorrow night in Houston uh, televised live on ABC for 730. Do you believe they can sustain, sustain this until LeBron gets back sometime next week or the week after? Uh, well, that, that completely depends on your definition of sustain. If you mean win a few games without him and keep him in the playoff hunt, then uh, most definitely we definitely can do that. They proved that to you last night. See, um, me personally, I I love the way they're playing lately because uh, when you know early in the season they were struggling because you had young guys that were starting to come into their own at the end of the season last season, and then you take them and you insert LeBron James, and now they have to take a step back, and it hindered their growth. So now without LeBron James, you're starting to see these guys play better again. So uh me personally, you know, I have Kyle Kuzma on the fantasy squad. Shout out to uh my team, <laughs> aka <O>. sister <laughs> safe. You know, Shout out taking to that we Yeah, the ones that just beat you. But anyway, uh yeah, man, uh I love the way the Lakers playing and I think that with these guys playing the way they are now and if Brandon Ingle can be anywhere close to the player that he has the ability to be, uh that team is gonna be scary coming down that home stretch and making that playoff push. Okay. Well I'm glad you said that. You know, they started off the year. Without LeBron, so LeBron got hurt at Christmas. They was 0-3 at home versus OKC and the Knicks at Minnesota. They lost, but they bounced back at Dallas at home versus Detroit. Shout-out to the Suck Pistons, Mr. El Chapo. Uh, They lost the next two games at Utah, and the one that hurt was last Sunday versus Cleveland at home, but they bounced back and beat Chicago, and once again they beat OKC last night. Personally, I believe that they can sustain it, meaning that – well, I'm sorry, I'm going to say no, because they have at Houston at home versus Golden State versus Minnesota versus Phoenix and Philly and not the Clippers. They need LeBron to come back. But uh, as they sit right now with the West being stacked, they're still number eight. And I b- don't believe they're going to make the playoffs. You know, the West between nine, well, not even 14 no more, maybe nine and 12 is kind of close, but we shall see how this, the the story un- unfolds. And a team that I believe that can catch them if they make the right moves, that actually has a rookie of the year on their team, in my opinion, the Dallas Mavericks who got Luka Dantich. Oh, my God. But that's not what I want to talk about with that. Mike Lowry on the trade block. They got Dennis Smith Jr. This guy has not played in a while. He's not averaging no kind of points because he can't get on the court. They supposedly put him on the trade block. But Carlisle reached out to Dennis Smith Jr. and said that he wanted him back on the team. Do you believe that there's a chance for Dennis Smith Jr. to not necessarily come back to the Mavericks, but come back and make some noise? How you feel about that? Uh, first of all, all I'm going to say is, before I even get down to breaking down the situation, Carlisle definitely needs to be fired. At the end of the day, when you draft somebody like Luka Doncic and you already have a Dennis Smith Jr., you, you already know that you need to make that situation work. That that is one of the youngest and most talented backcourts we can have in the NBA, and uh, he found a way to mess that up. But at the end of the day, the way that they stated Dennis Smith Jr., I think I don't think there's no saving that situation. He clearly came out and said he wanted to trade with Carlisle trying to salvage the situation. Now, what seven games later, almost a week after the fact, I think it's time for I, I think he wants to change the scenery, and on the only way to get that is to let him go. Wow, I totally understand that. And the, the piggyback off what Mike Lowry said, Dennis Medjune was a high draft pick last year for the Dallas Mavericks. He was. So, you know, this year they drafted Jalen Brunson. He's a rookie. You know, we talk about Luka Doncic. He's a rookie. But you got Dorian Finney smith who was a pretty decent rookie last year. You uh, Now you have Dirk coming back, which is off the bench. He really ain't doing too much. But you try to run out and get DeAndre Jordan. Why? To show up your middle? To show up your middle for what? I don't understand. Dwight Powell was doing his thing. He was okay. in measuring you know, you still got two decent centers. Why go get and pay DeAndre John all that money? Dennis Smith Jr. had a hell of a rookie season last year. But, you know, Brunson, I thought he was pretty good. He did a good job in college. But now you got Doncic's came out the blue and killing. Dallas right now is 20-24, and 24, man. They're four games out of the eighth spot. What's going on in Dallas? And I do believe Mike Lowry is correct on the fact of Fire, fire, Carlisle. What has he done? What has he done for me lately? I, I, I don't yeah, he know messed up one. your future. That's what he did. Instead of having one of the best backcourts in the future to come, you you, you take your two talented guards and and you basically ran a rift through them and you ran one out of town. So, time to get but one him. year, Lowry, My, Mr. Lowry, one year. Give me two. I'm a rookie, bro. One year. That's all I get. Like I can't. I showed up and showed out last year. Now I don't get to do anything. How fair is that to me? Exactly. That's why it's time to move on. Let, let, let him go. I'm pretty sure uh, send, him, uh, send him to the Spurs. I I, I bet your population didn't make him work, right? Yeah, but you know what? Shout out to the Spurs because uh, I do have one of their I do have that starting guard on my team, man, and he's been holding me down fantasy-wise. Derek White, man, he's been balling. But uh, yeah, you know, and they did lose uh, Deontay Murray, but shit, you my like you say, send him on over there. I wouldn't want that to happen because they're going to kill him, although the Spurs are going to kill him anyway. But, uh, yeah, man, I think that's it's good. So, yeah, as we go into this, man, the East, the East is loaded, man. Milwaukee and Toronto are leading the pack over there. Who, without the hate in your voice as of right now, who we believe is the NBA MVP? We got Harden. Uh, I, we got I, said it, I said it Monday, and I'm going to say it again. I love, I love Giannis. He's having a great season. But my MVP for me right now, Paul George. At the end of the day, like I tell guys, I'm very old school to my heart, you can never be my MVP if you don't play defense. Paul George has been carrying OKC, OKC Thunder, got those guys up in the fourth seed with Russell Westbrook struggling. And he, he consistently, game in and game out, guards the best player on the perimeter on whoever they're playing. You, that's what MVPs are supposed to do. That's what the best player on the court is supposed to do. And Paul George is my MVP right now. Well, I'm glad that uh, Lowry said that because Paul George is top ten in the league and scoring. He's number two. Number two in steals, man. What's going on over there at OKC? Because number one is Russell Westbrook, and right behind him is Paul George. Westbrook is 2.5 and Paul George 2.3. On the steals, man, like you said, I, I, I madly respect him for that, for saying that. Eight rebounds a game. He got four assists. Like, he's stuffing the stat sheet over there, and he's, I believe, is the number one reason why – OKC is doing the things that they're supposed to be doing right now. But, man, that's our NBA segment. We talk a little bit football. We're going to come back and give a couple of shout-outs. Man, you know, we're going to go back and do our thing. But as you already know, what we about to hit as we go out the door. Hit the sound page, man. Let's do that. Man, boo. We'll right don't hear that. Don't hit that. <laughs> hey, 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 hey.
1: And if you ask who, I'ma say weed ass.
0: I am telling you, man, he's one of the coolest coaches ever, and I never met the guy. You got a coach after he beat that ass, he's up in that thing, dancing? Man, watch me beat the Pets last year if y'all never saw the video? He throws the broom in there while the players are dead. Oh, man, come on. Can't get a better coach than that. But uh, shout-out to New Orleans Saints and the things that they're going to do this weekend. Man, shout-out to the fight they got, man. They got a fight going on this weekend, man. Talk about that, Mike Lowry. Man, first of all, as a resident boxing fan, I'm, I'm actually upset that you even mentioned this because I wasn't even going to talk about these guys. So before I give you my prediction, I just want to add a couple names to the fuck list. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Uncle Leroy starting the fuck list. But uh, fuck Manny Pacquiao and fuck Adrian. <laughs> fuck both of them. I, I, I'm so sick of both of these dudes. I have no interest in this fight whatsoever. You have a guy, Manny Pacquiao. I I, I appreciate the cause he's fighting because uh, he, he uses his money to feed his country, put houses and homes people in his country. It's a noble cause, but him as a fighter... I'm done with him. You wasted all these years of your careers avoiding top competition. You don't want to wait till you get damn near forty and claim you want to fight all the young lions. Makes no sense. And Adrian do no, is definitely don't, don't, don't don't young and dumb. Exactly. And, and Adrian Bronn is definitely young and dumb. And uh, as a fighter, he's completely stupid. He don't let his hands go enough. He likes. To he doesn't throw when his opponent throw. With that being said, Manny Pacquiao should win easily and comfortably, if not by stop. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you a question. We didn't get to talk about this early in football. But uh, Ben Watson is out uh, with appendicitis Sunday. So uh, how do you guys yes, plan sir? to replace that? Please don't say Taysom Jim. Okay, Keith, uh, Kirkwood is out and Ben Watson is out. But I, I know that that's going to be kind of hurtful for our offense. You don't have no receiver or no tight end right now. But, uh, man, I think we'll do very well. I think we just going to implement the running backs into the system a little bit more. You know, Michael Thomas won't be able to do the things like that because they're going to spy him. They're going to make other people catch the ball. But I do believe that, you know, Mark Ingram and uh, Alvin Kamara will still, you know, show up and show out, do their things that they need to be done to uh, to win this game, man. I have no worries. Like, I, I believe with the Saints being home, you know, the Dome will be rocking. The Saints' offenses, I'm not worried about them. Yes, they didn't do well in the last few weeks, but we didn't have to. The Rams had to play because they played Chicago. They lost them. The Rams had to play. We didn't have to play. Yes, we lost to uh, Dallas. But that not mean nothing for us. We were still doing our thing, you know. But like you say, it's good that you say that, you know, we need to do what we got to do to win the game. And as we, we talk about this next Friday, we will be talking about the Saints winning versus uh, Kansas City Chiefs. It's all good. But uh, back <laughs> to the man, everybody got packed. Everybody got packed. Yeah, out by the decision. I know you don't want to talk about it no more. I think Broner's chasing money. I think Manny's chasing money. Think about it like this: we got two people. Mayweather's like a, a puppet, a puppet master. Hey, I want—I I got strings on both of y'all. I beat you. I own you. Y'all can play, get some money, but whatever. Nobody wants to watch that fight, but you know everybody does have pack y'all by decision. Nobody cares about that fight. Uh, as y'all know, man. Shout out, Tom. Man, shout out to Uncle Leroy Junior. Junior, don't say the Leroy without the Junior. I'm even giving a shout out to El Chapo our Florida League Sports Talker Friends football champion this year. You know, I'm we're holding it down for you all tonight next week. You know, hopefully I'll be back hey, you and you know, talk some uh, more nice with us. Before you close it out, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me definitely send a shout out at uh Uncle Leroy Junior Junior and uh, <laughs> the, uh the 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 the, the Mexican badass, the fugitive a k e l E. L. Chapo. Don't forget what we talked about Monday. I would expect to see my push ups in the group on video early sometime next week. Shout out to the Mike Live Get in Shape Challenge. And I'm challenging these guys. They want to take these bets. I'm going to get all the push-ups out of these guys I can. So, ladies, y'all, they're going to be something ready for y'all. They can take the shirt off for y'all. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... But, uh... Don't do that. As you know, in the group that you talking about, the Sports Talk Friends Facebook group, man, if y'all not in it, y'all get up on there. You know, everything for any sport you got to talk about. Shout out to the Australian Open going on right now with that NHL still going on. We still got things going on in the group. Get in the group. And listen, man, shout out, call in. You know, we here. Do the things that we got to do. But uh, as you know, man, it's your boy, Lil Jimmy, not from the block with my co-host, man. My, that's my Mr. Badass, Sports Talk of Friends Badass, Mike Lowry up in the building. But, uh... As you go out, man, here you go, man. Tune in next week. Go Saints. They held them Titans. I hope the uh Cubs full of another Achilles. Let the Rockets get number one with a championship. But holler at us, man. We out.
1: Up. I keep my hand on my gun, cause they got me on the run. Now I'm back in the coat room, waiting on the outcome. Three, two pockets, all this on the niggas mind But at the same time, it seems they tryna take mine. Mm. So I'ma get smart and get defensive and shit and put together a million march for some gangster shit. So now they got a flame. Two multimillionaires, motherfuckers catch the case. Mm. Bitches get ready for the down The shit's about to go down. For me and Snoop I'm about the clap. <laughs> I'm losing my religion. I'm I got a house out in the hills right next to Chino, and I think I got a black Mamo, but my dream is to own a fly casino, like Bugsy Seagull, can do it all illegal, and get scooped up by the little homie in the Riga, mm. it feel good to you baby Bubba, you see, this is for the G's and the keys, motherfucker, now follow as we ride! I'm a laugh on the VIP, heard the night life, lost life, with that need? the want to me. The whole city got pissed, hurt, he got three. That other rapper got a hip, but he now. not out. Who set the city on fire? soon as he got free, The king back now. Raws don't even know how to act now. Hit the club strippers, getting naked for I sat down. See a ball, the money sacks all the shack now. See a push a button and let the roof on the lack down. I'm on the road doing shows to my Mac down. Mississippi to Philly, Albuquerque to chat time. I got the crowd yelling. Bring them out, hang them out. I'm a hot girl yelling, Bring them out, hang them out. All the dope boys telling. Hey, Bring boy them out. I'm not the, pack, the and this, rich and i You be rapping by blow. I don't move in the bridge.